Welcome everyone to another episode of When Nerds Get Old. I am your host as always, Brett. With me again is AJ. And to welcome back somebody that was too sick, quote unquote, (laughs) to show up last time, we have... Logan with that had a headache, okay? <laughs> You're gone for one week. You're just right. forgotten. That's yep, how, that's how we got to reintroduce you. Now. Well, skinny bitches, I'm back. <laughs> and yeah, chubby let's, bitches. Let's just, let's just go let's stop discriminating. I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my leg weighs as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> so today we decided to change it up a little bit. Again, like we said before, we're not just going to focus primarily on video games. Yes, we've had two episodes that involve video games, but it's basically anything that we can nerd out about and get excited about. Because that's what I feel like being a nerd is. I mean, you can be a nerd about football if you love oh. it a lot. You, can, you know I mean, what I mean? What do you think fantasy football is? <laughs> exactly. That's why There's more like, numbers involved in that than Dungeons & Dragons. Right? So, me and AJ are huge fans about our topic tonight. Logan... I listen to show tunes, guys. Like <laughs> totally the same singing, thing. Right? <laughs> I was just singing a song from Shrek the Musical. Like that's that's the kind of nerdy shit that I listen to. Right. However, I do have some in, in insight on this topic. So let's just kind of like when you threw out the uh, panda. Hey, that was a very <laughs> Blizzard cool fact. episode. It was. And it very was. Good if fact. you guys look on our page, I had the numbers incorrect on the actual podcast. There are actually 615 times more Pandarians or Pandemonians or Pandalit, Pandas explosions. Panda explosions. That's terrible. In the World of Warcraft world, and there are pandas in real life. That's kind of freaky. There's only 1,500 pandas in the world. Pandas are also. They're too lazy to have sex. Anthropomorphize, is that the right word? Yes. So yes, yes. Anthropomorphized. Yeah, meaning animal kind of. human characteristics, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, to give it another topic at hand. Give it a beer. <laughs> right? Um, all three of us are from Minnesota. Kind of. Lionel Logan. All right, I was born in Ohio, and then I moved to Minnesota before I was like a year and a half. Okay, so yeah. Dad, you, you Minnesota. You're a Minnesotan. Minnesota. One of us. One <laughs> of us. And... I feel like, especially with the younger crowd, even, you know, some of the older crowd that grew up with it, Rhymesayers is a big part of, especially the Minnesota music scene. Definitely. And for those of you that don't know who Rhymesayers is, Rhymesayers Entertainment is a indie hip-hop label that was started and founded in Minnesota by uh, Sean Daly, most people know as Slug, Anthony Davis, who also goes by Ant, Musab Sad, who goes by Sad the Artist. He also, back when they first started, used to go by Beyond. And Brent Sayers, Sadiq. Um, you know what's really interesting? I've met Sad the Artist. Really? Yep. It was at a... Um, no, I don't think it was the Minnesota Cypher. I think it was actually at a Cruise for a Cause that was sponsored by Just King Clothing. Huh. So yeah, I've met him. Oh, huh. there you go. Now, now I'm, hey, hey, see, Sam, now you're in. You. Yeah. I've met you before. <laughs> so, started in 1995, and right off the bat, they released their, I mean, even before they became Rhymesayers Entertainment, they were considered headshots. You hear, ever hear that? Nah. So, for, I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but there's a great little mini documentary you can watch on YouTube 
Go to the Rhyme Sayers YouTube page. Um, can't remember what it's called. <sighs> Fucking A, I feel like an idiot because I just watched it again today. It's the video? Yeah, it's it's a five-part like mini-documentary. kind of goes through the beginning of Rhyme Sayers. They talk about the headshot tapes, headshot crew, um, back before it was Rhyme Sayers. A Moment in Rhyme Sayers? Thank you. A Moment in Rhyme Sayers. Uh, it's like a five-part little mini-documentary. Each video is like five, ten minutes long. It's super good. It basically chronicles the beginnings of the Minnesota hip-hop scene with Travitron and all those guys. And from all of that, Rhyme Sayers slowly starts to form by they started releasing the headshot tapes and um, stuff along those lines. Doing, as they said in, as a set, uh, fucking A. Forget his name already. <laughs> Where Usopp says in the documentary, they pioneered the cafe show. They would go to cafes to do hip hop shows, or as they said, anywhere the people would allow them to set up speakers. Yeah, pretty much. So it's just a really fun documentary to see. I mean, even after twenty years, because they just had their twentieth anniversary, they're still so passionate about what they do. I mean, for me. I mean, music has been a huge part of my life since, I mean, I will listen to just about any kind of music. I mean, before, when I was still in high school, my I was in to be able to go to IPR, for those of you that are maybe not from Minnesota, IPR is a huge recording student, like recording school. It's all about, you know, music recordings, video recording, all that kind of stuff. And I had to, all I had to do was take like one test, like it was on my ACT, and I would have been in. But, you know, and it was basically for me, if I wasn't listening to music, I was playing video games. If I wasn't playing video games, I was listening to music. And I'm sure those crossed over. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I played a game I've played a thousand times, throw on some music and, you know, go for it. Those, I mean, music and video games, especially if you're doing them together, how often do you think, you know, hear a song and does it make you just flash back to a point in a game or something? Oh, just oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, I, I have I, that I could, with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, comedy sketches. I listen to comedy yeah. sketches okay. while I'm playing video games, and yeah, it's that's what I. Yeah. I, I still remember back in the day had a there's one. I don't remember which one. One of the system mode down tracks. Oh, yeah. uh, a whole album that still makes me think Probably of uh, Doom Three. No, it was one of the newer ones. I don't remember which one came after. Okay. one of them. But yeah, it's it's just weird that you hear the music and instantly I'm shooting zombies. Oh know? right, <laughs> definitely. I, I hear uh, Godsmack. What fucking album is it? I think it was. It had standalone serenity, faceless. Oh, okay, that that big one, <laughs> big one, yeah, yeah. Um, my mind, it's the most obscure game. A lot of people might not know. It's called Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud, yeah, PS, PS2 <laughs> game. Um, kind of a JRPG, JRPG okay. feel. Um, but yeah, whenever I listen to that, my mind goes to that. I mean, I used to listen to fucking Godsmack all the time, Limp Bizkit, yeah, yeah. fucking Disturb, Mudvayne, I mean, just all that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I guess I, I started with like random rap and stuff, and then through like late middle school, high school, I was into more hard rock, and then got yeah, I mean, hip-hop in college. You know, I, I'm not the kind of person, like, I'm not stingy. I mean, yes, now I'll listen to mainly hip-hop, and it's mainly... The indie hip hop stuff, like rhyme music, I'd refer to as hip hop. Yeah, rap. Yeah. Exactly. 
And, you know, but I mean, I'll listen to anything from fucking Frank Sinatra to Katy Perry to fucking <laughs> I mean, 2 Chainz if, 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 if I like the song. If it's we, catchy, just, if it's we just talked song. about this the other night. I mean, it's like, hell, I've, if I, what the hell is that song? Owl City? Yeah, Owl City, Fireflies. <laughs> it's not my style, but if it comes on, I'll be bouncing to it a little bit. I am a, I am a sucker <laughs> for, tunes. for an ama- if a good pop song. I am an absolute sucker for a good pop song. Like Party in USA five minutes. Party, that's a great <laughs> pop song. Everybody jams to that song. I still on, think the Weird Al version better, but that might just be because I'm Minnesota. What was it? <laughs> the Weird Al version. I know which one. Was oh, it's the uh, something in the CIA. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah. I don't think it was Party, but I don't think it was either. So to get back to the topic at hand, to be an indie label for twenty years in itself and have as much success as they've had is mind-blowing in itself. And they actually released, this Friday, December 4th, they're having a 21st, 20th anniversary show at the Target Center, which is literally, it's literally their entire lineup of artists and some. I'll be going to it, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode. But they showed a metric of ticket sales, and it's literally people coming from fucking Alaska, coming from Europe, yep. coming from New Zealand, Australia, fucking South Africa, fucking everywhere. Atmosphere came up, played a show in Duluth or at the yep. college, and I bought one of the shirts there, went out to visit our friend Jackie in Florida, and was wearing the Atmosphere shirt, and her roommates were like, oh, I love Atmosphere. I'm just like, how the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I didn't realize for, uh, how widespread he was. Oh, yeah, I mean, for the Atmosphere is probably the one of the biggest names yeah, on the Rhyme Sayers lineup. It consists of uh, Sean Daly, goes by Slug, and Anthony Davis, who goes by Ant. And I mean, we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit here. So, like I said, the success in itself is amazing, especially for an indie label. You're, I mean, what, what do you, how do you feel in a sense that, do you think if it was anywhere else, it would have, wouldn't have done as good? I, I, as an indie label. Let, let me, let me take this a little bit. Um, go for it. Go, going from my, my arts background and, and being a big, um, uh, liaison for the arts, uh, a, a nickname that people that live in New York City have for Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, St. Paul area is Minneapolis. Because our art scene is humongous oh, here. Oh my goodness. Um, there's, uh, we have, the Twin Cities has more theater seats per capita than New York City does. Huh. So it's based on the population that they have and the amount of theaters they have and the <clears throat> amount of theater seats. Now, theaters are now taking in more uh, art performing arts into their onto their stages. Everything from cultural showings, from like uh, things like river dance or, or mung dance or, or all these different things, yep. um, to actual stage plays that I yep. do. Uh, I've seen bands perform, like the, the Varsity Theater in uh, Minneapolis. That takes yeah. on um, uh, a lot more musical per- performances, right. but they take also stand-up. They take... Yeah, uh, well, I've, I've, I've seen three different stand-up shows downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was a fucking... Um, everywhere. I saw John Mulaney, saw Anthony Cheslinick, yeah. saw Bo Burnham. All there you thing. go. I mean, Soundgarden, just, Soundgarden just played at... Uh, uh, Chan has... Um, downtown Minneapolis, what theater or- downtown. Orpheum? Yes. There's a couple of them. Okay. Yes, Orpheum. <laughs> Orpheum, 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 State, Orpheum. Orpheum State and Pantages are three big It was Orpheum. I actually went to the Orpheum Theater, and I saw um, Symphony of the Goddess, uh, the music of Zelda. 
Oh, really? Performed by a live orchestra. That could be really cool. And they played, like, <laughs> video clips with, like, the songs that they were playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Ah, uh, next time he comes back, uh, we gotta go. Yeah, I will definitely go. BT Dubs, I performed on the orphan stage. It was awesome. <laughs> what did you play? <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. oh it, was, uh, it was an award ceremony that I got an award for being the lion in The Wizard of Oz. Nice. Oh, there yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um... Let's just let's we'll just get you some let's just put that into your brains, right? Um, but ultimately, like the the Minnesota has a humongously awesome art scene. We have tons of museums. We have big respect yep. museums. Um, just there's a lot of things that come out of this these cities that are really respected wide uh, widespread around around the entire country. And the thing is, like a lot of people don't know about it because if you're not in the art scene, you don't exactly know. Right. Um, I mean, it. I, I've talked to people in Iowa, Missouri, and Nebraska that have all all been like, "Oh yeah, I'm trying to move to the Twin Cities to get their start in acting because that's what I'm what I'm in." And um, it's so, like, yeah, this. I'm not exactly surprised that some that things are going where you, they're going yeah, from here. Yeah. Um, a lot like even uh, uh oh. Also, when I was into the Minnesota rap scene, um, Minnesota has the second lar- is the second largest rap state in the country. Really? Guess, guess what the first one is? Well, I would say L.A. Yeah. Seattle. Seattle yeah. has has. Well, the I mean, Seattle is like if you think yeah. indie hip hop. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, Seattle. I mean, that, that's where grunge started. Like, yeah. I mean, don't fucking. Oh uh, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> that was not an agreement. That was not sarcasm. So, I mean, even <laughs> um, a lot of guys that you probably listen to on a regular basis right now have done a lot of their beginning stuff here in Minnesota. Macklemore is the biggest one that I know. Sorry. Stereotypical white guy. Um, but yeah, Macklemore is, is a big name. He's won, he's won Emmys and everything. He's... Uh, uh, I just said that wrong. Run Emmys. Run Emmys. Sorry. Hey. One of those awards. Yeah, that was right. close. Yeah. Those weird awards. Went from TV. To, I think he won Best TV. Picture one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he won Best Picture. All right. But, I think he I can mean, win a Best Picture for an Emmy. You know, Emmys on TV. Okay. Oh, okay. If you, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's a, there's a short point in my life where I didn't feel like I could swing a dead cat around. Without hitting a rapper, like there's some, there's a lot of them. And he swung some better cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Well, the thing is, that's a, that's the thing. There's a lot of rappers. For those of you who don't know, that's what Logan calls a dick. <laughs> the big cat. The dead go. cat. The dead cat. <laughs> the dead cat. I don't so, why. Continue. So, in a nutshell, we're not surprised that something like this. Not happen. at all. And it, it's not just like they don't just tour around the United States again. Like we said, you know. I mean, Atmosphere just came back a year, like last year, earlier this year, from a European tour. So, I mean, that's, for an indie hip-hop label starting, I mean, most people when they think Minnesota, they probably don't think indie hip-hop. They probably think fucking Snow and fucking, oh yeah, for sure, you betcha. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, anything that, yeah, exactly, Fargo in a nutshell. Terrible representation, (laughs) BT Dubs. For sure. Now, what the fuck does BT Dubs mean? By the way, BTW. You really didn't know that? No, I'm sorry, I'm not a 12 year old. Hey, you high you need to jelly. pick up on really? what kids these days say. Bro. Right? Come on. Shake my fist, kids these days. <laughs> the, the, f- <laughs> the first album they release. The first album they release <laughs> off of the Rhyme Savers Entertainment label was done by. 
Musab when he was still known as Beyond. And that was in 90... I think that was the 95, so in the same year that they started. 96. Called Comparison. Now, I, I've listened to some of the older stuff, but I'm more on the newer stuff, I guess. But I've listened to it. I mean, I've listened to Overcast, which was Atmosphere's first album on Rhymesayers that was released in 97. Have you ever listened to Overcast? No? Not at all. <laughs> I mean... My brother just sent me the email. Oh, did he? Okay, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that, because i got a couple of I was just making there. sure that it yep. was in there, yeah. Um, so, Soundset. Biggest hip-hop festival in the United States. Started in Minnesota. It's a Rhyme Sayers event. They created it. They created it two years after Rhyme Sayers Entertainment started. That quick. And the first time they did it was in like a warehouse in South Minneapolis. And they had, even the first time, they had over three dozen MCs, DJs, and B-Boys. And for, for those of you who don't know, let me put this in perspective. The hip-hop scene doesn't just include rappers. Yeah. MCs. It includes your MCs. It includes your DJs. It includes your B-boys, your break dancers, your hip-hop dancers. It includes your graffiti artists, your tag artists. Oh, yeah. I mean, and now that's, I mean, that's what, uh, Soundset is. It's, you got your DJs playing, you got your MCs going at it, you have rap battles there, you have graffiti artists tagging stuff, having competitions, you have b-boy battles. I mean, shit, you even have fucking skate competitions at this thing. So, I mean, it's this huge thing. And then, I think it was shortly after that, they started hosting it at, two years after that, they started hosting it in uh, First Avenue, called Soundset Wednesdays. And, I mean, for those of you, I mean, First Avenue, if you don't know what that is, watch Purple Rain. If you <laughs> like movies, I'm yeah. sure you've watched Purple Rain. That's, I mean, that's the quint- mm-hmm. quintessential Minnesota venue. Oh, yeah. It's First Avenue. Definitely. I mean, I, if you've ever been to Minnesota, you... Last atmosphere, you know, I saw it was there. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you go to First Avenue, and on its walls, there's just a bunch of stars with names written, and all people that perform them. I mean... Big names. Prince, Swear. Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Nirvana. So like, this is like with what where they perform on their way to arenas. Right. Like they're these they're still in those big theaters or those big those big stages, but they're not at arenas yet. Every name on there is performed in an arena. Oh definitely. Oh my gosh. They could fill up um, the energy center. They could fill up right. baseball fields. It's just they perf- <laughs> they're they going somewhere. Yep. And then in two thousand eight is when it kind of officially Got to as big as it is now. I mean, to put it in perspective, they've had Snoop Dogg, they've had Macklemore perform, they've had Ice Cube, they've had Ludacris, they've had Yellow Wolf. I mean, it's not just your indie artists; it's big mainstream artists that perform at these things that everybody knows, that people can enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's I think what's great about like those other like Ludacris exhibit all those uh, rappers that are getting big they're so funny <laughs> like when they're getting into these movies and stuff you know I love Furious the Fury Fast and Furious mm-hmm. like uh, movies and like I'd go see Ludacris simply because he was in those movies it's like stuff like that where it's just it, it, right like when other people are expanding it's helpful for their original genre because you get more people into it and listening and paying attention right. So, 
<laughs> I want Ludacris to call a new album. Yeah. Ludacris, if you're listening, <laughs> come out with a new album. Yeah, clearly he is. I mean, come on. You, why, you, I, I, why wouldn't you? I right? hope to think that he's listening. <laughs> Sue me. <Okay>. Obama, <laughs> what you need to do. <laughs> so, what, what was your first experience with Rhyme Sayers, AJ? Honestly, I never really listened to it much. I'm sure I heard it in the past. Like my, I'll get to it later. My older brother was really he was eight years older than me, so he was way into it. But uh, in college, brother Ali came to you know, UMD up there in yep. Duluth. And I was working as a janitor. And we had fucking nothing to do. We were student employees. Yeah, you know, it was like four hours to do and eight hours. So we we're sitting around. We'd just wander out to the shows, <clears throat> and he was playing outdoor. Like underneath, uh, like a second, you know, they had like a second story Balcony building, whatever. And he was playing underneath it in this like parking area. And they just set up a stage and a bunch of speakers and stuff. And I wandered out. I'm like, this guy's pretty fucking good. I'm like, this is really cool. And, you know, one of my coworkers talked about it. I'm like, I bet you my brother's listened to this guy before. Text him about it. And he asked me who else was there and like list off a bunch of names. And I went back to my, you know, dorm room later that night and like looked up some stuff. I'm like, these, why have I never listened to this? This is right. ridiculous. And that's where it all started for me, at least. I mean, for me, it started in high school, around my senior year. I was kind of like, you know, in my in high school, I listened to a lot of, you know, grindcore, hardcore, screamo music. Yeah, I remember you were into some, like, heavy metal screamo. Yeah, stuff, I mean, know? like, Devil Wears Prada, Jout for a Cowboy, Attack Attack, all that kind of stuff. You know, I was kind of like, okay, I want some new music, I want to try some, you know, expand Spare my mind a little bit, because, I mean, like, when I was younger, it was always, you know, what was on the radio is what I listened to. Yeah. You know, what my parents listened to is what I listened to. So I knew all that, and I still listened to all that. Like, I'd listen to the radio, song comes on, like, oh, I love this song, you know, listen to the mainstream rap, you know, like we said, Ludacris, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, all that kind of stuff. And a friend of mine, that I've, you know, I've known him since middle school, uh, John Roberts, you remember him, right? Yep. Good guy, like, love that dude. He's a really good guy. Um, I said, hey, man, and he's really into music, too. And I was like, you know, give me some artists. I don't want to, you know, no rock, none of that. I want something new that I don't listen to a lot. You know, and he suggested a couple, and one of the people he suggested was Atmosphere. He's like, you know, it's hip-hop. It's Minnesota hip-hop, you know. Check it out. You, I think you'll like it. I'm like, okay. So I went home, you know, being a typical high schooler, flying wire, download stuff. Instantly loved it right away, and for I mean, if you've never listened to it, it it's not your typical booty shaking, fucking bitches <laughs> you, doing yeah, drugs. You're not pouring pouring champagne on the hose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not pouring champagne on the hose. I mean, yeah, there, there's some song like Felt is Mers and Slug, uh, like a kind of a super group, I guess you could say. Thing that they did together, they did three albums. And one of the albums, or one of the songs on, uh, felt to a tribute to Lisa Bonnet is called Break It Down Like a Shotgun. And it's literally just an entire song about them banging chicks and referring in <laughs> just different ways to talk about the genitalia of females and males. <laughs> but they, they were definitely a lot more like high energy. It's fun. Like, oh, yeah. definitely. And it, it's just, it's fun. Like, there's one line he says, fuck shaving it, I like your little rainforest. <laughs> Makes me want to write a million songs with the same chorus. <laughs> and every time I hear it, I'm just like, yes, so amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I, 
it's storytelling hip hop. Their songs have a message, and it's not like we said. It's not just booty, 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 rocking everywhere, or or talking about how awesome they are. There's a lot oh. of rappers that talk about how awesome they are. You can have a little do. bit of that. Man. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You bit. can definitely have I mean, that. One of my favorite okay. lines from one of Atmosphere's songs: "I'm not the greatest, but I'm in the top two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and the thing is, it's it's if you can. You can brag if you can back it up. Oh, yeah. definitely. And I mean, Wait, when you're when you're just starting off and you're like, I'm your I'm your new favorite that's, rapper. Yeah, that's I'm just your people ne- trying your to talk favorite to artist, next fa- upcoming rapper. I have two guys on my that I met while I was in the Minnesota rap scene that had songs that said that. I'm just like, mm. you're really annoying. <laughs> right? They they were just douchebags. Nice. That's just my strong. Opinion. <laughs> So, and then, you know, that branched off for me, you know, got into Brother Ali, got into Idea, got into, I mean, and then that branched off even further, and I got into Murs, got into Sage Francis, um, Living Legends, I mean, Deltron 3030, like, you just, it keeps going and going and expanding. A, a good way to kind of catch... All sorts of different artists. Honestly, Pandora. Pandora, it'll, yes. It'll introduce you to all sorts oh, of Oh, you, artists. Pandora, just do Atmosphere. I mean, that, and that's that's another yeah. thing that I did. I yeah. downloaded Pandora and then just... You just thumbs atmosphere. up the ones you like, thumbs down the ones you don't. You'll exactly. start to get, you know, some yeah. similar music. Ugh. <laughs> you're adjusting that. Ugh, adjusting. So, from there... I mean, hold on. One, two, three... Okay, I don't even want to count because that's going to get annoying. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people <laughs> on this label. I mean, there's some that I've never even heard of that I've listened to a couple of songs in preparation for this. And I'm like, okay, I, I can dig this for sure. And then there's there's people on here that are on this label. Well, I think it's Evidence. Either Evidence or The Alchemist. I can't remember which one it is. But he's done beats for Kanye West. He's done beats for Jay-Z. Like, huge, you know, powerhouse names in, you know, the music industry. And, I mean, that, that, that in itself tells you something. Mm-hmm. The fact that, like, I'm just going to stay indie, but I, I'm good enough, if not better, to be able to do stuff for these guys that are supposed to be, you know, some mm-hmm. of the biggest names in the world. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like, I mean, I, I was just on the Ryan Sayers Facebook page today. I mean, they have like two hundred, like I think two hundred thousand over two hundred thousand likes on their Facebook page, and pretty solid. Well, it's very solid. I mean, everybody buy, spends a dollar a month, two hundred thousand dollars a month. That's how I look at things. How much can I make if I just a dollar? How many people do I need to make a dollar that much? <laughs> so, anyways, so I mean, we'll get in, we'll get into the music now. I mean, with every good MC, you need a good DJ. Definitely. And that's one of the things that I love about Rhyme Sayers and everybody affiliated with Rhyme Sayers is the music behind the lyrics is absolutely fanucking. Fanucking great. Fanucking great. Fanucking ominal. Fanucking ominal. <laughs> oh, shit. And it's not just your, you know, Big bass, your beats. Like, there's a, a uh, guarantees off of When Life Hands You Lemons. It is literally just atmosphere, or just slug and a guitar. The entire song. Yep. And 
the song itself tells a story. And again, well, it goes into, you know, not the booty shaking, getting all yeah, those bitches. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that's always been one of the things that I think is sort of a Midwest style of music has always been the storytelling aspect. Yeah. That you're not just saying lines, chorus, lines, chorus, you know, it's, it's actually the whole story progresses throughout the song. Of course, not all of them go that way. <laughs> right. But a lot of them do. Yeah. And Guarantees is definitely one of those songs. Oh, definitely. You know? Like, if you go from that, I mean, Became is off of Family Sign. That yeah. was one of the ones I like to show, Became, show people, because it's such and, um, Waitress. Yep, Waitress. Awful in Life Hands I mean, most of them, to be honest. Yeah, most but, of yeah, them. Yeah, those are some good examples. And I mean, it, and it's not just atmosphere, though. I mean, Brother Ali. Dorian. <laughs> Dorian fucking <from> Travelers. <laughs> song, yeah. Um, it, it's just all these great songs. And you have, you know, Ant is Slug's DJ. And he's also a producer, too. But he also is a producer for Saab. He's also a producer for Brother Ali. You know, and the dude's a fucking genius when it comes to being able to make a fucking beat. Like, I just... I, I could... It's so good, you could literally just listen to the instrumentals on these songs. It's not just... Just the different instruments they use for the background. Right, the, in the song so Travelers... Dramatic. In the song Travelers, they're using fucking kettle drums. Yep. I mean... In, uh, what the hell, The Waitress, they're using, like, pan flutes or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just the, it's re- a lot of atmosphere, at least I know, is really jazzy feeling. Yes, like, definitely. I love it. it. Instead, it's not your standard monotonous techno. You know, right, you've, yep, exactly. Just, the, you know, the music itself is great. You don't even need the lyrics for it to be good. And, I mean, to go from there, I mean, we'll talk about some of the artists, the other artists. I mean, we'll, we'll touch on... Idea. For those who don't know who Idea is, Idea and DJ Abilities, one of, when he was around before he passed away. Tragic. Huh? I said it was tragic. Yes, very tragic, especially for Minnesota hip-hop scene, because his, his style... His writing was just genius. His writing was genius, and the way he could freestyle was genius. And even DJ Abilities, his sound was so fresh, it was so, it was way more punk rock. They had, and it was at the the atmosphere show I saw in Duluth. You know when he came up there, their opener was DJ Abilities, yep. and their show got delayed. I want to say like an hour and a half. Like it was ridiculous how long it got delayed. But they like quadrupled the amount of you know time they were played. But DJ Abilities just held the crowd the whole time with no problems at all. Like right. it, not a single bit of it was you sitting there going, "Is this show ever gonna fucking start?" You're just sitting there going, "This is great. Like right. this guy's awesome. What the hell? Like keep it going. You know every little bit of it was new." He had, you know, control of the, the lights and everything. He would switch it around. They had the... He replayed another brick in the wall. Yeah. They'd have the hey, teachers, leave those kids alone. Cut the lights on the crowd and pop the lights on the side while the teachers were sitting. <laughs> and all, all the teachers were, like, ducking. <laughs> they were like, what the hell is this? Um, you know, it was glorious. It was like, every bit of it was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, and it's... The stage performance... I mean, the first time... first time I got to see Atmosphere was actually last year. And I saw uh, Dem Atlas open for them, Prof open for them, and it was Atmosphere. And I was a huge Atmosphere fan. I'm like, I need to go to the show. Will you guys go to the show with me? AJ went with me. Our Two of our other friends went with us. And then oh, our friend's brother went with us as well. And the show, hands down, I mean, I've gone to a lot of shows. Hands down, at First Avenue, one of the best shows I've ever been to. You feel a sense of community. You feel a sense of welcome when you're at a show, an atmosphere show, or 
you know, even with the music, it's something you can easily relate to. Even if it's something tragic or sad that you yeah. maybe, you, you probably experienced it at some point in your life. Like, guarantees, I'm sure not a lot of people have experienced that. But, I mean, I know I have. Well, and you, you hit the, the show you're referring to when we were there. He ended with Flicker, which was the song yeah. about idea passing. Yeah. And the whole crowd, you would tell, was super respectful and understood exactly where he's coming from. And it was just a, it wasn't a happy song by any means, but it was really good. Oh, you know? And he performed it just amazingly. You know? So everyone was, you know, in vibe with it. It was just great. Yep. And then, I mean, that, you know, again, that opened the door for more artists for me to listen to because the first time I've ever heard a prof. And that completely blew me away when he performed. And same way, I mean, Dem Atlas, one of the newest mem- one of the newest people signed on to Rhyme Sayers. He's younger than me. I'm 26. So you're looking at a kid, a guy, that literally grew up with this music and is now a part of that, you know, a part of that record label that he grew up listening to. You know what I mean? Actually, I read an article, an interview that uh, City Pages did with him and how he kind of got noticed is, by Slug at least, is he did like a sarcastic version of uh, Sunshine. Okay. <laughs> and like a, like a twisted, sarcastic version of Sunshine. And, you know, that's what got him noticed by Slug and, yeah. you know, started doing stuff together and kind of snowballed from there. So, and I mean, that's something to me that's like, idolize somebody and then they're like, dude, this is awesome. Let's do something together. Yeah. You know, like that'd be like, for me, I'm a very amateur writer, but I love stories and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But if somebody like Kevin Smith was like, I wrote something, Kevin Smith or fucking Bernie Burns was like, hey, I was really digging this. We should work something together. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd boner would yes! consider that. <laughs> I would weep with joy, you know. I mean, I, maybe he didn't weep with joy. Maybe he just got really excited. Played Still, cool, yeah. you know. I mean, <laughs> Not everyone nerds out, but <laughs> let's just say, let's assume he nerded out. So, and I mean, and what I like about it, everybody on this label kind of has the same vibe, 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 but they're all so different. They really are. You know, I mean, you got people like Aesop Rock, Greaves, um, even people that used to be a part of the label that aren't, like Mac Lethal. Like, oh. His sound is so iconic. Or somebody like <clears throat> Sage Francis, who I don't ever think was on Rhyme Sayers. I, I definitely, like, he comes up on the same station. He does, yeah. So I mean, I, he, I he, he that's how he got it started. Again, Slug, he, there's a song. In his song, he's like, when Atmosphere put me on, we were wrecking the house. So, I mean... And Sage Francis is very... His fucking rhymes are so intricate in the way he does things. It's fucking phenomenal. Escape Artist right there. It, yeah, that was a real good one. Fucking great song. And there, ah, uh, was it? Okay. Gun Control, not Gun Control. I like the Best of... Not the Best of Times. Yeah, Best of Times. Yeah, that was one of the ones I liked the most. Okay. That was one of the ones of his. He's got a couple of really good ones in there. Oh, though, definitely. Yeah. I mean... Like, there's one, uh, Dance Monkey is another fucking great song. I'll just say, he's definitely not for everyone. Oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've tried to listen to it for other people, like, what's this? That's, yeah, definitely. It's a little more artsy than a lot of music, yep. I guess I'll say. Yeah, but again, it's still, it's got that same vibe that Rhyme Sayers puts yeah, out. Yeah. It's very indie. And, you know, when I, uh, just a couple months ago, I went to the Prof Outdoor 2 show, and, uh, Murs was one of the openers for him. Okay. 
And I like Mertz. Oh, he's fucking great. And you know he he even said you know he when he's talking to the crowd something along the lines of you know I did this song with you know I want to thank you know Sean Daly you know him as Slug you know for showing me that I don't need to say bitches and all this to make great music. Yeah. You know, and right there in itself is just a statement of what... You don't have to hit the stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, again, like we said, there are some songs that are like that. I mean, everyone's... For sure, yeah, everyone's... You gotta have fun. Oh, yeah, definitely, and you gotta have fun. One of the Merge songs I know offhand is the Everything. Yeah. That's one of the ones that came on my Pandora, and that's how I remember figuring out who Merge was. I mean, the first time I heard Merge was, again, back to Pandora... It was um, felt the albums that him and Slug did together, mm-hmm. and but if if you want to listen to that, listen to uh, tribute to Lisa Bonnet because I I think that's the best one. It's the second one. Great song after great song after great song. Definitely <laughs> top five album I could listen to forever. <laughs> gotcha. Definitely. So I mean, from there, some other you know big names, especially like now Prof. Prof has been around been around for quite some time. Stophouse Entertainment, I think, I believe that was his label that he kind of made to self-promote himself. Correct me if I'm wrong if you're listening to this. Email us, we'll get to that. <laughs> but he got signed to Rhymesayers very recently. He actually came out with his first album recently on Rhymesayers called Liability, which is a fucking phenomenal album. And his style, yes, he has those uh, same style songs that everybody else has on the Rhymesayers label, but, I mean, he's mainly all about having fun. And it's refreshing to the label, because it's not, I mean, at one point, I mean, like, Atmosphere referred to emo rap. He even talks talks about, he even talks about that in a couple of his songs. Well, it was the, I saw it a while back, I think our buddy Josh posted it on Facebook, but it was the the reference to Macklemore and how much attention he was getting. Yeah. And with the song yeah, Same Love. Yeah, it was yeah. specifically about Same Love. And yeah, the guy was pointing out, he's like, you know, it's look at say the Rhymesayers and some of these other guys. They've been talking about that kind of stuff for years. Yeah, it's like this mm-hmm. this is one song where only about a third of it is the topic you're referring to. The rest of it's him talking about how he's not gay. And you know, these other guys here are making really good music about it, and this is not good. <laughs> right. <laughs> he didn't like Rackleboy. And that was, talking about yeah, it. and that was around the time when, I think it was at the Grammys when all those people Yeah, when they did the, the marriage at yep. the ceremony, yeah. But, uh, and then with all that, you know, he was just like, listen to these guys. He's like, I know a lot of people think of it as this, like, emo teenage girl sad music, but they're good. <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, some of it's downer, but it's good music. Exactly. And again, it goes back to... That storytelling aspect, and it's even not the sad ones. Like Modern Man's Hustle is a story. It's one of my favorite atmosphere songs. It's a story, but it's not like your depressing, sad story. It's good. It's you know just yeah, okay. mellow, and it's a fun song. And, you know, I guess the reason I I love Prof since I fucking first time I heard him when we Prof's saw him. Definitely one of the more upbeat. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely upbeat. I mean, and he. And he even talks about it in his songs, like, he's constantly trying to prove to people that he's good at what he does. And he's fucking phenomenal. He really is, yeah. And, but, I mean, people keep, you know, and it's, again, they, it's, they see the, the party animal aspect of, right. you know, of his songs, and they think, oh, you don't belong here. But, I mean, he's proven it through a couple of his different ones. The, right. the one I know offhand, myself. You know, yeah, myself. 
Which, I mean, it's just, you go from the Party Animal songs, and you can turn around and be like, alright, fine, you want one of those songs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just pop it whiskey. Out. Yeah, you can, uh, you can do whatever I you mean, want. Because permissions, off Liability is a fucking phenomenal song. Um, I mean, he can, him especially, I think why it's such a refreshing face and a refreshing sound for Rhyme Sayers is Maybe. because... Probably a good way to get people into Rhyme Sayers if they're not really a fan of the kind of more slow... Exactly. And then you also, with Prof, comes DJ Fundo. Yeah. Who... He's I mean, energetic. the dude's like seven feet tall, first of all. <laughs> he's not that tall. He's pretty taller than he's me. He's tall, I'm dude. Six yeah. one. <laughs> and, but, again, it goes back to the fucking... The, the beats and, you know, his ability to craft the instrumental for a song is, I mean, for me, is on par with, maybe even better than fucking Ant. And Ant's really good. I mean, he's produced Brother Ali Atmosphere. He produced all the stuff on Felt. I mean, he does so much, but the stuff that um, DJ Fundo comes up with just blows my mind every time I hear it. Like, there's uh, off of, again, off of Liability, the newest one, Song called Ape Shit featuring Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> waka and, flaka, waka flaka. like, it's got this, like, super hard, like, 90s techno y stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not too much of it. Or you go to Standout again, which is off liability because it's a fucking great album. It's in, I mean, it's. Is that the one you texted about that one day with the beat? <laughs> which one? Standout? Standout? Yes, the fucking, yeah. like, Zelda. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all 8-bit, and it's got the beat, and it's just a hard-hitting fucking in-your-face, just like, here I am, like, let's do this song. I'll show you to you after we're done with this. It's fucking great. Sounds good. Slogan's a little bit on the outside around this one, I guess. I mean, so, with you, you know, you said you had some experience in, you know, the the Minnesota hip-hop scene. Like, what, what experience did you have? It was all... All right, so I, I was really good friends with this one guy, uh, uh, Travis Jerome, who owned a company that's now dissolved called Just Kidding Clothing, okay. um, and they were uh, a nonprofit organization trying to get uh, and trying to get uh, money raised for different charities through their clothing lines. Okay. They also did charity events, which included uh, Minnesota Cyphers, different underground um, concerts, outside concerts. They did um, one that was called the Cruise for a Cause, and they went on the uh, started at uh, Harriet Island, and they got in a boat, and you went up and up the, ri- the river, and you went back down. And there were rappers, there were bands, and everything. Oh, it was awesome. Okay. And so through him, I met a lot of other guys, and I started going to their shows. They were all, like, underground stuff that was literally under, <laughs> under the gotcha. building. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, they were, they were awesome. I went to one that was uh, during a, hall, uh, a zombie pub crawl. Okay. And it was crazy just the like the different graffiti art that they had in there and the different um uh, uh dubstep uh, DJs. Those oh my gosh, that was really cool. I went to one with at Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Um that one in Minneapolis. That was awesome. Music, we like to call it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was that was that was my first time that I actually appreciated the dubstep play I was okay. listening to. I'd listened to dubstep before, but like when I heard it there, that's when I was like, Oh, this stuff's actually really cool. And so like I met a lot of guys that were in it, and it's just there were there were, there were, there are a lot of egos started with these guys that were just starting out, yeah. And, and that kind of, that kind of got uh, annoyed me a lot. They just re- demanded this respect, demanded this, but there there were obviously 
a lot of guys I really respected. Um, a couple of their names were uh, Reflection. Um, three, Reflection? Yeah, three Reflection. Okay. Uh, I like that. E-L-I-B. Okay. L-E-B? L-E-B. That's his official state name. Uh, Fonzarelli uh, Fresh. Uh, Fresco. Um, there's uh, uh, Midwest Selects. Uh, there's that's a group. There's a couple other more. A guy that I that I met and he's apparently doing a great job, but I don't care anymore. His name's Nicky May. He actually put out some good stuff and then he just got a too big of a head. Um, but it's just ultimately it's like they there were a lot of these guys that were talking big and like saying all these big things about all and just swearing every single every single other word and and um, talking about getting high all the time. It's like I was listening to all that. I was like eh, not not all that interested in. And that's what, like, having gone from that, that's when I started listening to Macklemore. Sorry. <laughs> typical white boy listening yeah. to uh, typical white boy music. And it's like, it's, you know what, that's when I, that's when, like, I actually paid attention more to, like, how these were created. Like, I met uh, DJ Diatonic, and I, and I learned more about how he makes his beats and how, and how it works out with, um, with the producer and why you need a producer and you need a, um, artists and, and 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 ultimately rappers are glorified poets i can't call these guys musicians being a musician myself that can read music and and, and understands music theory well there's i don't necessarily say this because i'm sure there's some i will say they're artists and i know there are producers out there that can read music and those guys are musicians but i know a lot of other producers that can't read a lick of it. Oh, and yeah, i can't sit there and say wow you're a really great musician and they're not sorry rant there over um and but like there's some really sick stuff that goes on with those beats that are being produced. oh definitely oh my goodness um, you should hear was it uh pro song off of kaiser von potterhorn 2 swimming with uh the, well it's a prof song yep. one of his albums uh it's called swimming featuring slug and the fucking beat on that i'll sh- again i'll show you after we get done here you know what i'm talking about right what? You haven't heard that song either? I've got two of his albums. I've got Liability and Fucking A. Fucking A. So great. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. It shows both efforts. Yes. Um, but I mean, it's it's just got this fun, just beat to it. It's a fun song. It's a chill song. But, sorry. I mean, those are always fun. Anytime you have high energy, mm-hmm. just fun songs. Yeah. Whether or not they have a beating or not. I mean, yeah. was it Mer- I think it might be off one of those felt, uh, felt tracks. That he has the Saturday morning cartoon song. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, I love eating my cereal when I'm watching my cartoons. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's just all yeah. nonstop fun. You know? Right. Yeah. And, and I think, I think a big thing that a lot of, a lot of, a, a lot of guys, the guys that I met that were just starting out, probably very much the same way all these other big guys are, the, um, atmosphere, uh, savvy artists, all these guys started out, they started out humble. I can guarantee it. Because all the guys that I know that had big heads that were talking about how big and great they are in every single song that they had, I I, I look at them on Facebook. They're not there anymore. They're right. not. They're not. They're not doing anything because nobody's going to put up with their shit anymore. Well, and that's one thing I would definitely say is these guys are so humble and so grateful for their fans and what they've done. I mean, like I again, I read an article um, around when twenty. Anniversary happened about Fifth Element is a clothing record shop yep. off of Hennepin in Uptown in Minnesota, which is kind of the hipster area of Minnesota. <laughs> but that's also where Rhyme Sayers is based out of, is Fifth Element, where they record all their stuff, all that kind of stuff. And 
again, in the article, it was this guy, he was going to Fifth Element to do an interview about the 20th anniversary, stopped off for coffee, and Slug was getting coffee. Yeah. And he didn't say anything to him because he was talking to two fans. They yeah. recognized him, and he just sat there and talked with them. I mean, even when we, me and AJ and two of our other friends, we went to the liability CD release party yep. that they had at Fifth Element. And Prof, I didn't expect there to be as much, like, performance. As oh, yeah, I mean, Prof, he put on a show, did a bunch good. of songs off the album, plus old songs, and then at the end, he literally... I mean, I... He, I got, there, he said out loud when he stopped, he's like, we'll be here till you're gone. Yeah, and, and like, it was literally... He literally he talked to everybody. I mean, it wasn't like a super long conversation, but I mean, I sat yeah. there and talked mm-hmm. to him for a couple minutes, and he's autographing. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, just, here it's signed, get out the door. Yeah, yeah. take a picture, okay, yeah. you're out of here. Right, he's no, a really right? cool guy. And I accidentally touched his butt. <laughs> <That's awesome>. Accidentally. <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, I, sure. It was nice. And then he, let you, he said, oh, you missed. And then he's like, I'll give you a You know, but it's... And again, I think that's one of the nice things about this is there's you know they're thankful for everything that their fans have done. Because, I mean, ultimately you wouldn't be anywhere without your fans in any sort of art art form at all. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, your bigger artists kind of forget about. Like, yeah, you're at like a meet and greet and there's, you know, a thousand people there. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I mean, I've seen people be dicks. I mean, yeah. and, <laughs> you uh, know what I mean? Coming coming from experiences, like, uh, I, I was told this by a, um, by a, a, a voice teacher, and people do not want to hear you sing. They don't want to hear you talk. They don't want to hear you rap. They want to hear you tell them a story. And so, like, that's when, that's, cause that's when they get connected. That's when they're like, And that's oh, what Rhyme Sayer mm-hmm. is. <laughs> that's all it is. And so, like, that's the difference where I can, where I can see, like, why, why certain groups do better than others. It's right. because they go out there to talk to people. Right. Not say, hey, come listen to me, uh, show you how good I am at this or rhyming or freestyling. Talk about how, uh, oh, you, you're saying you're freestyling, but you wrote this yesterday and, it's like, it, uh, nobody or, cares. Or what's your ending line whenever you do a rap song that we found out today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a donkey with an afro. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was in a show that he what? did. It was in a show. <laughs> I, 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 All right, you're going to have to explain this. I am Don't baffled. you know me? I'm a suicidal ninja. I'm getting sloppy with wasabi and a ginger. Bam, don't you know me? I'm a cripple with a triple nipple slamming your head until you're dead. And that ain't going to tickle. Bam, don't you know me? I'm a donkey with an afro. Uh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was in a show and I played a kid that really liked rap, and apparently that's the rap he liked. That was the rap. Alright. That, <laughs> that was pretty good though. Jose, now, your face sits a book of art. Who's ever oh, I know God. by heart. Yeah. <laughs> Look up Calvin Berger. Uh, it's great. Man. That was the first time I ever heard that. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Great. Oh, I love it. You guys like the story of Cyrano de Bergerac? You like Calvin Burger? It's a good show. Yes. <laughs> I'm a donkey with an afro. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> where to go from there? Right, 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 right. well, well, like, going on with that, like, 
stuff like that where it's, where people catch it and you're like, oh, man. like Mariah Carey, she's she she'll hit stuff where it's just like it's really funny when she tries to rap. I'm just saying, Mariah Carey I, raps. Mariah Carey raps. <laughs> oh my right. gosh, that it's sounds hilarious. terrifying. It, it, I'll have to show you that song. If Is you it like Taylor, to the song, Taylor Swift Infinity, dancing to rap? <laughs> Infinity. She raps and she hits probably the highest note she's ever hit, and like just it's it's great. And she hits that high note. It's like okay, this is really cool. However, what you were talking about, nobody cares about. So don't care yeah, about the lyric, song. Your anymore. lyrics kind of have to matter. Yeah, yeah. it's. The, I mean, that's the reality of the situation. It's like you can talk about uh, getting high for like a song or two. You can talk about about uh, having sex one or two uh, for a song or two. But it's like you want to. You got to talk about things that people uh, care about. Things right. that matter. Exactly, and I mean, I think that's. Like I said, you know, I used to, you know, listen to, you know, songs on the radio. I used to love those songs. I mean, I still do. But, I mean, a lot of your songs, especially, like, with other mm-hmm. rap, like, trap rap. And, I mean, what's, I can't even remember the song. But you literally can't understand a single fucking word the dude is saying. In what genre? It's rap. But he's just like, <laughs> it's, I don't even, I don't that's even why, want to talk about That's why I Batman. No, 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 Macaron, chacaron. <laughs> but, um, and it's just, it's good music, people. And if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're a fan. And if you're not, we'll give you some artists that you need to go look up after this, after you listen to this, and you'll be a fan. I promise. So, I mean, to get into it, I mean, uh, you want to read what your brother said? Since, I mean, you, AJ's brother, he's eight years older than you? Yep. When did he graduate from high school? Eight years before we did. <laughs> 99. Yeah. 99. Right, in 99, he graduated, and then he moved straight to Cali. Yes. Yeah. He was, you know, your rollerblader type, you know, as he now refers to, he was a fruit booter. Fruit booter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He admits it. So, but I mean, again, he, his brother graduated in 1999, so... He was in middle school when, you know, headshots, Trevor trying, all that kind of stuff was starting up. And then he graduated high school five years after Rhyme Sayers Entertainment started. Yep. So, I mean, I'll let you. Uh, he's, he's been a fan of a lot of this, you know, forever here. One of the ones I wanted to bring up just because, you know, you mentioned the meaning of music, how everything's got to, you know, matter. One of the ones is after Idea passed. That yep. was what, 2010, you know, mm-hmm. near the end of 2010. Yep, yep. they just recently and did a five year. I, I yeah. always hate saying anniversary when it comes to talking yeah, about people dying just because I always feel anniversary should be a remembrance, happy thing. maybe. Remem- yeah, five year remembrance like of Idea. But he had a thing he had posted on Facebook that I wanted to mention was, you know, he just said that, you know, the more he's been thinking about Idea passing, the more it's affected him. That he hadn't realized, you know, how much the music has been a part of his life. And he remembered that he bought the Oliver Hart album from him for $10 outside of a show. You know, just, he couldn't get into the show himself because he was too young at the time. But he showed up at the door and he came out and, you know, bought a, the album from him. You know, going in and out, you know, downtown, taking buses, you know, rollerblading himself, however he could get there. And, you know, just some of the different things thinking back on it, how it kind of affects you after the fact, right. especially when someone, you know, you've been looking up to for so long has passed. One of the things that affected him in particular was uh, a notice that, or what do you call it, a comment on one of his YouTube videos was a quote that he had had himself. And it really rings true with a lot of lyrics if you listen to Idea songs. It was, uh, I don't listen, I don't fucking love music, I just use it to escape. Yeah. 
Which really rings true with a lot of music. I mean, oh, not everyone's definitely. listening to music just for, you know, party, happy-go-lucky music. That's the reason downer music exists. Right, exactly. People need something that they can relate to at the time. If oh, you're definitely. If you're in mean, a bad mood, there's, you know, that's uh, going to go with it. I mean, that, that rings true, definitely. I mean, you know, me, myself, you know, I suffer from depression. And so, when I'm having bad days, especially when I was younger, that was one of my big escapes with music. I mean, even now, if I'm having, you know, once a day, there's a song by Atmosphere. I think it's off a Sad Clown, like, number seven Sad or something. Sad Clown like Bad. Um, called The Best Day. And it's literally, there's the, the chorus is, every day can't be the best day. Oh, yeah, it's one of the newer ones, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do what you can right now, don't hesitate. And, you know, it just goes through, you know, you know, Woke up late, almost lost my job, can't find my wallet, but yeah. every day can't be the best day. Yeah. It, it jumps to, like, different aspects of life, too, so that you can yeah. relate to everyone. Exactly, you know, about high school or high school, you know, getting high school getting picked on and all yeah. this kind of stuff. You know, I try to listen to that at least once a day, because it kind of, it helps me, okay, yeah, if I'm having a shitty day, well, today might be shitty, but tomorrow might be better, or... I mean, uh, You Know You're Right by Nirvana. The last song that they recorded before Kurt Cobain died. That song for me, when I'm just having, like, shitty of shitty days, I will literally just pop in my headphones, shut my eyes, and fucking put that song on repeat. <laughs> it, I don't uh, know why. Sometimes it you just mellows me out. feel sorry for yourself, too. It, yeah. it mellows <laughs> me out. It calms me down. It kind of centers me. And it, it, that's one of the beauties of music, especially with rhyme series, because it's so... I feel the lyrics are so story-driven, like we've said multiple times in this episode, that it's just it's stuff you can relate to, and it's just, again, like you said, it's you can escape into it and just go with it and feel it. And if you've ever listened to pretty much any of the songs off of Ideas' last album, By the Throat, yep. you know, it's not... Happy album. Oh, by definitely. Any means. <laughs> it, it has some that have little elements of hope to them. You know, that's always yeah. good. It kind of picks up a bit. But, but I mean, even you know. the title of the album, by the way. Yeah, really. I mean, you, you tell right off there. So, I mean, some, I, I mean, some good albums to like look for. I mean, pretty Gompo, Liabilities, great albums by Prof. Um, Idea, what was it? I was, say, I was just going to pull up by the throat, by and the throat. I think it was E and A, is Idea and Abilities. Yeah, yeah. One of those first ones. Um, I've got just the ones that I have on you know my phone here saved. You've got God Loves Ugly, When Life Gives You Lemons. Yep, that's Atmosphere. Uh, yep, fucking great. Atmosphere. Brother Ali's The Undisputed Truth. Uh, yep. Us. Us. Fucking great album. Uh, I'll look at my phone as well. I've got both uh, the uh, prof albums you mentioned, yep, yep. you know, but there's there's just so many. I mean, the problem I have with the atmosphere songs is it's hard to mention just one because there's so right, so there's many good so ones. Many I've got great ones. I the mean, hard copy of uh, Family Sign around here somewhere yeah. as well. You know, it's I mean they've all got some element to it, which your classics are going to be your One Life Is Lemons and God Loves Ugly, yeah. but I mean. Family Sign has really great songs on it. Yeah. Ones that I didn't like really appreciate as much when I first heard it. Right. But now you, know, you're you get older. yeah, you get a little older, you actually listen to the lyrics a little more. Songs yeah. like Became are now like that's one of my favorite songs. It's yeah. weird as shit when you, <laughs> when you show people that's or whatever, let people listen to that song for the first time, you gotta almost hear it a couple times before right. you really appreciate it. 
you've got like She's Enough, you know, like there's a lot of good ones in there, but ones that I, you know, I didn't know all the words to already, you know, that kind of thing. Once, right. once you get to the point where you memorize the lyrics to the song, yeah. you can just, you know, go with it. You don't have to pay attention. You know, right. It's just your song then. Um, I mean, so, I mean, if you, if you want to, I mean, I would say Atmosphere is the quintessential Rhyme Sayers forerunner. If you want to listen to a good Atmosphere album, you want to get into them, listen to When Life Gives You Lemons. Probably uh, the most popular one. Yeah. Probably the best one that to came listen out to. after God Loves Up. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then, I mean, you can go back and just remember that it does get pretty, you know, like we said, emo It can get emo. It can yeah. get emo, but it's it's still great. And then you can listen to uh, Seven Travels and Sad Clown. Those are, like, songs that he brings Everybody other artists in and collaborates yeah. with them and does stuff. I still uh, think, was well, that Seven Travels where he had a... Uh... Trying to find a balance, yeah, because that was one of my favorite yeah. songs ever. <laughs> Very I mean, good. I mean, he does. Really he does. Uh, Embarrassed. That features idea and Sage Francis. Fucking great song. Absolutely great song. <clears throat> um, but I mean, some other you know good artists on Rhyme Series. You got P.O.S. You got Greaves. You got Gray Skull. You got Aesop Rock. Uh, you got Dilated Peoples. You got. Uh, felt, which is um, atmosphere and MERS. You got MF Doom. Um, I mean, Dilated Peoples is DJ Babu, Evidence, and Raka. I mean, Hail Mary Mallon is Aesop Rock, DJ Big, and Rob Sonic. I mean, <laughs> they just collaborate with each other and just basically fucking make supergroups together, you know, in a nutshell. Well, before we finish here, I was going to say, I can't read for shit, like, off-written stuff, but uh, my brother had emailed me a little something about his experience with Rhyme Sayers as well, just because, you know, he's been around for a lot longer than us. Mr. Actor here, would you want to take a shot at that? If, if you want to review it first, let us know. We can find <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, he was very concerned. He's like, you didn't give me enough time to write I, I felt like an asshole because <laughs> I forgot, completely forgot, and then we were talking about, like, shit! My brother's been a fan of these guys, you know, since I had never even heard of them. Like, I should probably check with yeah, him. Yeah, you told me that yesterday. I'm like, yeah. you should, I'm like, you should email your brother or something you know, and, and yeah, get brother, some input from brother him. My brother's is like, yeah, when do you need it? But I'm like, uh, we're recording tomorrow night. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, and he got home from work and typed up something real quick. So we wanted to make sure we know he can do better. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like a master's in creative writing or something like that. So he's... He's got the skills. He just wanted to preface it by right. don't judge me off don't this. I'm like, all right, fine, Evans. Yeah, I mean, Step Brothers. Going back to the artist on here, which is the Alchemist and Evidence. I mean, just so Brother Ali. Fuck, I can't believe I forgot Brother Ali. I love Brother Ali if only for the I don't know how to say it, the soul or heart that he puts into oh, the songs. Oh, the soul, the heart, the, the realness in one of his songs. What do you say? The street preacher is what a fan yep. else called me. That's a great analogy. Oh, I mean, fucking! Honestly. I mean, he was it. I in the last couple of years, like he was. Ugh, excuse me, out protesting with has something to do with housing in Minneapolis, and he got arrested during the protest. Yeah, I would say, if I remember right, he's he's been involved in a lot of protests. Yeah, but I mean, like you listen to his music. I mean. Yes, it's 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 very preachy, but it's in your face in a good way. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like, and it's it's. I mean, Uncle Sam, goddamn, it's a great song. A great song, smooth, the beat, awesome, that glorious, too. like the yeah, beginning of it, just opening, like yeah, the jazz yeah. beat. He's like talking like a jazz band behind him, you know, tell him like what do you want, and then 
you know, it just gets once into it. Once the song it. actually works, once, he's like, fuck I mean, it, let's do this shit for yeah, real. Yeah, and then and it, it just fucking slams you in the fucking Great. face and just goes hard the entire time. And it's just like, I mean, like, there's one line that says, what are you talking about? You don't support a crackhead. What do you think happens to the money to your taxes? Yeah. Like, I mean, like that line alone is so in your face, and I mean, sad to say, true, <laughs> that you're just like, all right, I can I can dig this. I mean, I I have a friend. I actually I met her at the Prof Outdoor Two show. Yep. Fucking cool chick. Um, I put on Facebook earlier. You know, say hey people, you should let me know your experiences with Atmosphere, with Rhyme Sayers, whatever. And she said, uh, "Brother Ali has been one of the main reasons I decided to get politically." involved in my community when i was 14 i heard the song uncle sam goddamn and i've been fighting for social injustice since i mean right there i mean fucking bella's great feedback thank you i mean right there again it shows you can relate to it yeah it makes you want to go i mean sean moriarty of nerdonomy he's like i saw atmosphere in 2006 he's like best show i've ever seen I mean, you just, you feel so involved in it. Yeah. And, I mean, like, when we were at the oh, yeah. show, he played uh, Woman, Woman with Tattooed Hands, yeah. which is <laughs> a fucking good. great song. Great song. And, like, the beat started, and he just kind of looks at me, he's like, you don't fucking know this song, seriously? <laughs> and, you know, everybody's all excited, because it's a fucking great song. Yeah, it is a good song. Again, it goes right well, to the fucking storytelling of this music. He man. had the, the whole bit at the beginning of that, where he's like, you know what? People ask me what this song really means. Because it's got kind of a, you know, there's a lot of analogies, yeah. convoluted meanings to the song. And then, you know, he's like, well, I'll tell you what. If I figure out, I'll tell you. And then he starts the song. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the yeah. whole crowd just ate For it up. Sure. It great. Mean, yeah, it's just it, it's awesome. And even with Prof, when I went to the Outdoor 2 show, the first one that he did, he got back surgery, like, shortly after that show. Like, he had a hole in his back. While he was performing. I mean, that just right there goes to show your dedication to... I mean, if you listen to the song Permissions, he talks about that. Like, he didn't know if he was going to be able to walk right again. You know, all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, the energy in his fucking shows and the songs he has, like... He's got a stage presence, that's for sure. (laughs) Fucking A. It's contagious. It's so contagious. Like, he's just... In your face, like, let's fucking party. Like, nowadays, when I'm seeing shows, I'm, I'm fucking old. I'm like, give me a chair, give me a bar, oh, right? I'll, I'll sit and watch. But when Prof comes on, I'm like, alright, I gotta move. This. Right? Like, yeah, it's like, we gotta <laughs> get up there, get we gotta up, fucking yeah. get ready. I mean, like, I was, you know, it was like 90 degrees outside. Like, my hat grew in size because of all the fucking sweat I had. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. like, uh, the song President, like, it starts, and I just, like, I was all like, I think that was the second to the last song you played. I've been out in the fucking heat all day. I'm just like, oh, this is so awesome, but kind of ready to go. I'm old, whatever. That song comes on, and I fucking just second wind. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck yeah. You start fucking going hard, just oh, fucking yeah. singing along, fucking all that kind of it, shit. Especially if you know the lyrics. The yes. songs, it's, it's hard not to get excited definitely, about that. Definitely. So we'll let you... All right. So... To be honest, I wasn't the early um, adopter of Minnesota hip-hop, and I certainly wasn't looking to be. I was rollerblading six hours almost every day, even on school nights, and was balls deep in uh, ska punk. I saw Less Than Jake and a local band Animal Chin at least five times each in just a few years. But when it came to hip-hop, I had kind of moved on after an earlier fascination with the Ice-T and 
pre-East Coast, West Coast feud gangster rap. The skate video VG10 in 98 was my first exposure to Atmosphere. The song 1597, I was hooked immediately. The alternative billboard at the time was like the Titanic soundcheck, soundtrack and that god-awful Celine Dion song with Will Smith's get, uh, getting jiggy with it in the Backstreet Boys atmosphere was different. And it all started with the 1597. It would eventually become a mantra that claimed, that claimed me after listening to it so many times. Step within the psychoanalysis. This was back when there were only three CDs, beyond wh- uh, which most people didn't care for. But I still listened to the shit out of it. Listened the shit out of it. And uh, Dino Spectrum. I also loved a few other local groups, and we and we had a. That's a word that I can't say. H e i r u high respects. High respects with live musicians. Odd jobs. C M I were just awesome. My favorite non non RSE Minnesota hop hip hop unknown prof unknown prophets. There was a lot of really good music going on in that most really. And Atmos really got me started along the pathway. Not to say I've gone anywhere special. I've been privileged enough to have an in, to have interviewed and photographed some of uh, some cool MCs like Sage Francis, uh, Pigeon John, uh, Joey Beats, and Mac Lethal. I've listened to a whole lot of music, but even though I wasn't reside, uh, uh, even though I haven't resided in Minnesota since '99, I still feel special uh, kinship to the hip hop, especially Aida. Ida? Idea. 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 <laughs> That's okay. Me. I used to call him Iodai. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> wow. But this was supposed to be a fun podcast, so I won't go there. Yeah. <laughs> Overcast, though. Overcast is still one of my favorites this, uh, of all time. I have so many memories of cruising, uh, of, uh, cruising under maple and oak weather, uh, Kelly Green, uh, Goldenrod, or Crimson Leaves, and, and great blobs of con- uh, cumulus white over uh, true North Azure, like Col- Colossus upon my mind. That's his, that's his creative writing. He does a lot of poetry and stuff. So, yeah. Also, I made my friends play the 1597 hour at our learning alternative uh, prom, though they made me turn it up, turn it, made him turn it off because of the person. That was great. Yeah, Zeb was such a slacker. He's brilliant, but he's a slacker. So right. he was in the LA program. Uh, they're from, I don't even know if he was allowed to go in. He might have snuck into that if I remember right. Either that or it was the all night party. But he went in, yeah, I guess convinced him. But that was back in the day where they would just be like, alright, sure, song, sure, okay, we'll put it on. Like, they, they didn't have a like, nope, it uh, has swearing in it. I can see it by my computer here. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that's somebody that, you know, might have been a late bloomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adopter. Late adopter, thank you. There's the word. <laughs> but, I mean, Overcast was the Atmosphere's first album. I think so. It was. Oh. And that came out in 97, so I mean, not super late to the game. But, I mean, that just goes to show you how influential and how, again, like we keep saying, story-driven, how just relatable, how welcoming the music is. Yeah. I just love anytime you you hit a song and the whole song tells the story start to finish. You know, yes, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I don't know if that's just because of the whole midwestern thing that's what we're used to up here, right? But it's great, love it. And yeah, like I, I'll still listen to you know music on the radio. And yeah, like if I'm at fucking bar or something, you know, drinking, getting ready to yeah, dance. After a few and, shots, if from the windows the walls yeah, come on, you know, I'm <laughs> gonna be shaking that rump and trying to twerk. You know, I'm I'm only human. 
you know, I'm only a white male. I'll just get you some more apple pie. Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude, that... We gave him some apple pie last night. Oh, that stuck up on me. Oh, man. That stuck up on me so hard. Well, you know it's made with Everclear, right? Oh, I know it's made with Everclear, <laughs> but I didn't think it was going to sneak up on me that hard. So, I mean, favorite song? Uh, anybody on Rap Stairs? Oh, man. That's fucking hard. There's so many good ones, but, I mean, I guess if you have to pick just one, maybe Tightrope by Brother Ali. Just because it covers so many different things. Like each... Yeah. What, what's the word? Not chorus. What's the other one? <laughs> I'm bad verse. with music. You're the music verse. guy. Each different verse is a whole new story. Yeah. So, I mean, the first one is about uh, being like a refugee from Somalia and how tough it is coming into a yep. whole new world. Yeah. And then the second one uh, was about having like your parents divorced and living in two different homes yep. at the same time. One and the last one is about growing up uh, homosexual when everyone expects you to be. Well, that and like your dad. You know. That one, I think it was dad was a preacher, mom yep. was a Sunday school teacher. Yeah, you know, that kind yep. of thing. And I mean, that one verse in that song was better than that entire song about that one. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that I mean, the whole thing is just great, and the whole idea is you know, it's you're walking on a tightrope between two different worlds. Yeah, you know, that was the whole thing, and it was just a really good song. Um, at the same time, you could say almost any other good songs. They're right. all great. <laughs> I mean, like, always coming back home to you, fucking, I mean, again, that <laughs> tells the story, like, you always, yep. it's, one thing I love about Atmosphere songs is when you listen to them, you think they're going one way, and then... Some of them not in the happiest of ways, but not in the happiest. He's got voice. more than one that are like something great's happening. It's like I'm out drinking, partying, blah blah. We're gonna drive home drunk to go have sex. Hit by a drunk driver. Dead. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> like one song ends like that. It's like Jesus. There, there's <laughs> one song I can't remember what song it's called. You might be able to remember because you're better with that kind of stuff than me. But like the whole song is like a dad playing with his kid, you know, getting his kid ready for bed, giving him a bath, having a great time, all this kind of stuff, and then it fucking ends with. Then I went downstairs and shot up heroin. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what that was called <laughs> offhand, but I remember the song. Yeah, and you know, too. and then, I mean, even, oh, fucking, I know, Yesterday. Yesterday is a good one. Oh, yeah, that that I, hit home. That might have been one of the the first times it re-kind of connected with Atmosphere, because like, I'd listen to some, yep. but my brother, of course, is a huge fan, and the whole idea of Yesterday was the kind of remembering his father is the whole thing. Thought I saw you yesterday, you know, but I knew it wasn't you, you know, that kind of thing. And the whole meaning of it ends with the whole thing, you know, I knew it wasn't you because you passed away, Dad. And that one resurfaced in 2008 when my dad passed away and my brother had posted it online. And I listened to that and was like, fuck. (laughs) You know, anytime you hit a song that hits that close to home, it's going to really, you know, be there. So that's that's one that's definitely affected my life a lot. I think that's, I mean, probably one of my favorite songs. Right? It is a really good song. <laughs> I mean, we also, again, I think that was awful when Life Hangs Lemons, or Life Hangs Lemons, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah, it was. I mean, like every fucking song on that album is fucking great. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's one of the things that blows my mind. Um, I mean, I would ask you, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trying to find the line off of, uh, the hell is it? The always coming back home to you that I remember. It's the I might as, might skip to Chicago. What the hell was it? Oh, it's uh, 
God damn it. I wish I was better at this. It's uh, always, you know, come home when you've seen enough. What the hell's that line? You just cut this. Uh, <laughs> um, <sighs> fucking A. Yeah, you know this, what I'm talking yeah, about. I know what right? I'm fucking talking no, about. No, that's, that's from I Always Come Back Home to You, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, you roam, roam if you must, but come home when you've seen enough. Yep. That's what it was. Yep. I just have to say shh. Uh, well, whatever. I, I tie those together because say yeah. she was the hidden song that yep. comes after yep. Always Come Back Home to You. So, okay. And that, that's a quintessential song in itself because the yep. whole meaning of that song is who cares where you grew up? Like, if you grew up here, Midwest, you know, it's, who cares if they are talking shit on you? This is great. You yeah, know, exactly. If, if there's trees and vegetation in the city I stay in. Yeah. <laughs> like yep, the exactly. rents in the mail, I can always find a parking space. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if you can drink tap water and breathe the air. <laughs> on, so. That's one of, one of my favorite lines, yep. So, I mean, again, if, if you're a fan of music, don't generalize yourself to one genre of music. I've definitely had uh, like even relatives and stuff on Facebook. If I post one, they'll be like, "What's this rap crap?" You know, yeah, it's like yeah. listen to the Shut song. Up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> listen to the song. It's like say something. <laughs> yeah, if if I say it was at a party and posted some dumbass rap song, I'll take it. You know, yeah, that's exactly. my bad. But you know, a lot of these like listen to the listen to the lyrics. Like actually pay attention to what it means. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of country music, but there are quite a few out there that have the same kind of thing. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're wearing cowboy hats and stuff instead. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And playing a guitar. Yeah. And there's, there's great stories that can be told in, in musical theater songs. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Here we go. Right, right around. <laughs> oh, my God. Like in Greece, which is Logan's favorite musical. No, it is not. I was saying, the only reason I'm history. ever going to see Greece again is because my kids are in it, and it's the only musical they had at their high school. Nice. And they're not. They no. They. I have to see them on stage. They can't be a techie in the back. <laughs> it's like you're you're in the tech crew. You're making the background. I don't care. No, <laughs> I'm not going to your stupid show. Like, do, do you have lines? Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, like we said, listen to it. Atmosphere. When life hands you. When life gives you lemons. Great album. God. God loves ugly. Another great album. Uh, prof. Liability. Great. Fucking yeah. great. Us by Brother Ali, great album. Atmosphere's newer one, Southsiders. Southsiders, another great great one. one. And again, we'll touch on this again. They're all great. They're all great. All of them are great. Go to (coughs) rhymesayers.com, look at their artist, and just click on one of them and just listen to the fucking song. When we did see Atmosphere last, when Dem Atlas came on stage, I did feel so fucking old, though. All right. I mean, was he 21 or something Something like like that? that. Yeah. Tiny little guy comes out on stage and just like, oh my god, I'm so old. <laughs> and he's he's out here performing with atmosphere, right. like Jesus. So I mean, uh, we'll great. touch on this one thing with atmosphere. All their albums, you can tell the maturity of how they've grown. Like you listen to Overcast and then you listen to Southsiders, <laughs> definitely two completely different spectrums. You show how much they've matured and how much older they've gotten. I mean, just not older, but how much mature they've become. Yeah, but I mean, moving back even from like the you know the Lucy Ford tracks, you know, and some you know "Fuck You, Lucy" those songs to what they're doing now, it's yeah, yeah. There's definitely some maturity that's happened there, but at the same time, I mean, life just progresses. I guess. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, you make songs about what you're dealing with at the time. Exactly. So again, like we said, go to rhymesayers.com, look at their stuff. Look at the artists, look at their about, uh, watch the mini documentary that they have on their YouTube page, A Moment in Rhymesayers. It's great. 
maybe take you like 45 minutes to watch. Um, I'm going to the 20th anniversary show on Friday. So we'll record on Sunday again. First part of that, I'll kind of be talking about that a little bit because I'm sure I'll still be pumped about that. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk to Zeb see if he can't if he wants to record something and send it your way. Then you okay. have something yeah. that if you're going to do like a separate little thing for yeah, it. Yeah, totally for sure. So I'm sure after after hearing us stumble through my reading of his Facebook thing, and reading <laughs> his email, I'm, I'm sure he's over there like, "Fuck, I forgot about this. And I didn't mention that. Right. I'm worrying on this." Right. <laughs> so, I mean, closing remarks. I just. Listen to the rhymes here. Honestly, they're great. Even if it's just throwing up a station on Pandora. Yep. Hey, um, if you if you ever have the opportunity to go to like one of those underground shows, go. It's oh, worth it. Fun. It's still fun. I mean, shit, that was probably the the best like for your money I ever had was that some little tiny indie thing we had. What was it? Sean Anonymous. <laughs> Sean Anonymous. <was> playing. <laughs> it wasn't everyone's favorite at the time. I heard he's like getting really good yeah. though. You know, but uh, at the time, you know, we're there. Just we went for just drinks. Yeah. Mean, shit, just the two-for-one whiskey cokes they had was worth it at the time. Right. You know, everyone's like, all right, all right, I can flow with this. Like, right. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Or YouTube. Subscribe to us on oh, iTunes. Uh, when nerds get old, you'll find us there, a little pixelated couch. Look us up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash couch nerds. Did just make a Twitter. I haven't done anything with it yet. But we are at when nerds get old. Follow us on there. We are going to be recording our first couple Let's Plays here soon. Um, one with Logan here soon. When we kind of figure that out. Um, we're going to do another one called Couples Therapy. Hmm. I'm going to be doing with my lovely. Uh, she's kind of a scaredy cat. So we're going to be playing scary games. There you go. Um, so it should be fun. Kind of excited for it. Again, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Like us on Facebook, subscribe, um, Podkicker if you're an Android user. Remember, everybody, let your nerd flag fly. Peace out.